Welcome to More Than Myths. second time i've seen your face today in many a moon (laughs) many a moon i know i only talked to you for a few minutes on your birthday and and i haven't facetimed you in way too long i started crying it was at least (laughs) which made my heart turn into a puddle because i also cried a little (laughs) it was just i didn't know it would make me so emotional not to see you i know it was like what over 10 days, 14 days. Yeah. Who's counting? Not me. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Me, I, I was counting. Was. Um, Every day. It was a lot. It was too long. It was a while, but it's okay. Now we're back together again. Now we're back together again. Never to be parted until the next time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have anything planned until April. So hopefully, I don't have anything planned until april i don't think i have anything planned for a while so okay we're good sounds like you had a wonderful time though yeah it was what was amazing what was the coolest thing you saw um the coolest thing i saw I think like swimming in the waterfalls. We were able to go on this really cool excursion and like jump into water from way too high up. You just, you had enough time to think I'm still falling. (gasps) Yeah. Oh no. It was was a lot. It was way, it was like, I was like, I guess I'm going because. And you didn't do it just once. No, it was seven different like <laughs> waterfalls and were like jumping into deep water. Yeah. Um and you could opt to climb down a ladder if you didn't want to jump, but the ladder mm-hmm. was 8,000 times scarier looking than yeah, jumping I in. Yeah, I would have just jumped. Yeah. I was like I'd way rather just get it over with. Yeah. Than stress about that ladder yeah sounds Um, amazing but it was like cavernous and like so you'd like swim in the river down and then there were like natural water slides so you'd slide down the water slides into the next pool yeah and um it was just so so cool but then you have like jungle overhead with like these Mm -hmm. really high cavern walls it was it was amazing it was like the coolest thing that sounds amazing yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. And then I also had a tarot reading on board. They had a like <gasps> uh, lady who did all the tarot readings and she was like an astrology specialist. And that was really good too. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Excellent. That is great. So yeah. It nice. was lovely. Now it's, now it's like Christmas time. time. I couldn't really get excited about Christmas until I got back. Yeah. And so now How many Christmas. days till Christmas? Ten? Nine. Oh, my gosh. I I was talking to my mom earlier today, and we were both talking about how we can't believe that it's Christmas. Like, the same conversation that everybody has, but right. I 
didn't even know that it was going to be my birthday. <laughs> like, that's you, how much it, it snuck, snuck up, up on, on you. me. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that it was my birthday until, like, I think when we were recording. And then I yeah. kind of forgot about it again. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Anyway, You're like, I can't, oh. can't believe it's almost the end of the year. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. For... I'm going to be ready for January. Like, Agreed. There's something refreshing about January. True. And speaking of January, we are going to be taking a winter break um, yes. so that we can spend times, times with our family. Um, so we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks, probably maybe between two and four weeks, I'd say. Um, we haven't really nailed it down yet. This is kind of a last minute. We're real busy. (laughs) It's all coming to a head, you know. Yeah, it's just a lot. And we're. Yeah, when we're getting ready for next week, like next week's episode's Christmas. Like there's Mm -hmm. just, there's just a lot going on. There's There's just a lot going on. There's not enough time. So, so we're going to take our winter break. Um, So we'll be gone for a couple of weeks, but we will keep our Instagram updated. Um, We'll keep. You know, you know, we'll let you know when we're going to be back because we still have stuff to talk about. We still have the rest of Troy that we got to talk about. Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, we just got to take a little break for a minute. Yeah, we'll definitely be back in January. You can yeah. expect us in January and for we'll sure. let you know um, when to expect us in January. We mm-hmm. just we need the break. Yeah. And we you know, it's it's a lot going on Um, Christmas and then families and friends and events and you know holiday stuff and then this on top of it we just don't have time (laughs) so yeah but this gives you guys the opportunity to not you know yeah check out a couple new podcasts or (laughs) yeah you know hang tight right go back we know you guys will understand episodes yeah Yeah. re-listen we need some information for myth checks if you want to just go and do some you know myth checking and mistaking for us let yeah, that would know. be great. That'd be real helpful. There's plenty of opportunities to keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, we've got a whole library of stuff. 62 episodes. <laughs> yeah. 63? Is this 63? I don't. I literally never know. I, I literally just write something every week and I'm like, I think mm-hmm. that's it. I think this is it. Yeah, I wrote 63, I think. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. So whole year and some change of content for you yeah so anyway yeah um that information anything else are you reading anything are you i'm on the grind to get two books done me too (laughs) but i have time off next week and if i'm not doing some podcasting then i think i'm gonna have time to finish my books Excellent. Yeah, you got you got a couple days. I was looking at my Goodreads earlier, and I was like, "You only have two books left. You're on track." I said, "Yay, yay!" <laughs> Instead of you're, you're like, twenty seven books behind. Yeah, right. I know. Well, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I have to pick a new book challenge." Oh my like gosh! Yeah, two weeks or three weeks. So mm-hmm. it's yes. really it's sneaking up on me. It is, but I'm also excited. I think I have enough books in my TBR that should last me for at least three years. Oh, 
Yeah. I also have my goal of doing my bookshelves and then, you know, adding to my book collection. So lots to do. I'll just just come up and help. Yes. Good. Perfect. (laughs) I love it. Um, I do have a funny story regarding an audiobook. I was listening to this like Christmas audiobook that is definitely smut. And mm. it was I just wanted something light and funny and, you know, like steamy. I was just looking yeah. for a little bit of like sugar and spice. <laughs> Um, Christmas edition. Christmas edition. And I was listening to the audiobook and I was like, whoa. Like, I was listening. At first, I listened to it on the plane. I was like, I'm so glad nobody can hear what I'm listening <laughs> to. And then, second, I was like listening into it in the car. But then I had to do like an errand for work the other day and my coworker came with me and I was like, I'm really worried that my like smutty audiobook's going to start playing and she laughs. And then it starts playing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I like start slamming the console and like trying to turn it off because I really don't need to like have that happen. No. But no. we both laughed really, really hard. It was really funny. It was just like maybe it's time, maybe it's time to step away from your book nah. series if people can't hear it. Oh my gosh. Maybe you have a problem. Grin, why are your cheeks so pink? Dude, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> this music just really gets to me. <laughs> Makes me feel things, okay? Makes me feel things. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that's like, great. I wish I could have been happening. there. This is just happening. Just in the backseat watching you. <laughs> well, and I was like in reverse <laughs> and I have a reverse camera so I can't like and stop And it doesn't the, work, right? Stop I it. know. I like, <laughs> Threw it in park and I was like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. I uh, am sorry that that happened, but I'm also glad it happened because it came out. It's a great story. (laughs) Incredibly embarrassing. What were you listening to? Is this is your spicy holiday book? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was just like, uh, and I, uh, yeah, it was it was funny. So anyway, figured you'd enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy it. I did. You were correct. Excellent. <laughs> okay. I think I'm first. I sure. I don't know who's first. I don't Go even remember it. anymore. Take it away. It's been such a while. A while. Yeah, it has been a while because we were. It is your birthday episode early. <laughs> It's your birthday episode, and you told me. You told me. Oh, yeah, I gave you many an option. Many an option. Mm. And I'm going to read them. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to (laughs) find them now. Oh, here we go. All of our other 1000 texts. Yeah. I was like, did you decide where you wanted your birthday episode to be? And you're like, no, but I've been thinking about it. And you said, I was thinking maybe witches. Or a love story, or pirates, mm. or Egypt. Ooh, or. And I was like, wow, those are all some amazing resources <laughs> and ideas and thoughts. <laughs> and then I looked at your name in my phone and I see Halion. And I was like, aliens. 
You're going to talk about aliens? I'm talking about aliens. So this is the best ever. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was like, I, I couldn't remember if it was on the. <laughs> it's actually. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't even a topic I, I recommended. If it was, I know. I couldn't remember if it was on the list. And I was like, she loves aliens, though, I think. And so and I was like, even if she doesn't, it, it's her nickname. So I am talking about aliens, even though it's not what you asked for. That's, I don't care. <laughs> Excellent. So on a spring evening in the uh, of March 13th, 1997, residents of Phoenix, Arizona witnessed a phenomenon that is still famously unconfirmed today. This phenomenon is called the Phoenix Lights. Have you ever heard of the Phoenix Lights? Mm-mm. What? Really? Nope. Mm-mm. <gasps> oh. <laughs> adding to it i was like i was like i had no idea. i was like sure you would know what this is huh nope I okay don't think so pretty sure no okay well here we go okay thousands of people witnessed this event and the event lasted approximately from 7 7 30 to 10 10 30 at night um wow on a spring evening in phoenix or in the phoenix area um, while the times are different, many people started calling re- in reports to the UFO hotlines and to their local law enforcement about strange craft hovering overhead. Uh, the first call that had been reported to the National UFO Reporting Center came in at 8.16 p.m. from a, pol- a retired pol- police officer in Paulden, Arizona. The event of the Phoenix Lights is referred to as a V or a V-shape sometimes okay. boomerang and sometimes mm. other like kind of break off yeah sure. um, events but the v traveled over the phoenix area in about two to th- like in a two to three hour window and it traveled mm. o- from they guess from t- either 200 miles to 400 miles in that time frame Holy so cow. it was it kept being reported and yeah was starting to be talked about on the news and then people would go outside and like try to watch this thing that flew over this area and it was moving this direction. So it was like very slow burn and Mm -hmm. very well documented. Yikes. Um, And as I said, it was seen by thousands. Um, You can also see see pictures and videos online. Uh, The lights all in a row or like in a formation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that it reminds me of what we can like, even like a lower grade of what we can see with drone technology today. Oh, sure. So for me, it's like, were they probably testing, like, think about how long it takes right. for something to get into like public hands. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably working on stuff that we won't see for 20 years. Right. Right. So for me, that was like a little bit of mm-hmm. 
maybe it was drone testing because they can right. they had you can have that synchronized remote oh right coordination yeah. so anyway that was my that's my own host opinion on that um mm-hmm. just because i was like okay but did you see the lady gaga super bowl super bowl event with right. the drones yeah. like yeah well, they did something like that, I think, for the most recent Olympics, too. Yeah. Oh, And there yeah. was a drone show here for the 4th of July, I want to say. So, yeah, I mean, it's so becoming more of a common Exactly. Occurrence. So, it's like, maybe in 1997, this is, you know, early technology, and that right. is what the Air Force is testing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But anyway. Yeah. I digress. Um. So, regardless of, regardless if it's real or not, news spread quite quickly and these sighting that these sightings were going on and people were outside with their video cameras camcorders and trying to capture <laughs> camcorders <laughs> uh, trying to capture the ufo event for their like own records yeah um some viewers even claimed to see a large craft show up behind the v and seemingly like attach itself Yuck. Yeah, no. Nope. Don't like that. Absolutely not. Um. Yeah, isn't 1997 when Independence Day came out too? Ooh, that's when a good question. Did Independence. Oh, July 3rd, 1996. So, so this close. is in the vernacular of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, when everybody, there's a bunch of movies that came out that was alien related yeah i know like contact aliens Mm -hmm. close encounters Mm -hmm. like so the 90s were all alien movies oh yeah Mm -hmm. just like today's all what's today i don't even know fantasy (laughs) yeah um So some people claim that the incident was com- the incident was completely silent and there was no sound to be heard. Yuck. Yeah, and like I even saw one article that was like, "There's no wind." It like got eerily quiet. But then I also read where people are like, "No, there was clearly like a jet engine sound. Like it was loud." Oh sure. Yeah. So consistently inconsistent. Hmm. So not only was there an event of the lights flying overhead, but there's actually um, a second event a few hours later where a string of lights appear randomly out of the sky and they all float down co- like together coordinated behind yeah. the Estrella mountain range. And you, can, you don't see what happens after they go behind the mountain Right, they range. just disappear. Yep. Um, these two events were unrelated, like in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. but in the same area, same night. So it fueled the fire of conspiracy um, and stories yeah. started to come out and news coverage. Like there's Dateline episodes. There, like there's even. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is probably <laughs> one of the most documented and covered ufo incidences um so when confronted with local news and political involvement um and military involvement the answer that was given was pretty lackluster and not very explanatory but the air force confirmed that there had been a drill with a string of lights had been dropped 
um, and the string of lights were flares that were like a delayed flare and they all like had gone off at the same time or something okay this confused many people who spent a long time (laughs) watching the lights travel across this distance and again they're like this wasn't flares i literally have video evidence of this traveling a distance and not going out um so again fueling the fire of conspiracy people are like oh my god they're covering up that doesn't make any sense and you know just feeding into the chaos so right um i found a lot of my source material or like i read a few articles on this and the first one i read was actually a debunking the um theory and debunking Mm -hmm. the story because it gave me a lot of the background of what happened and how people saw Mm -hmm. it but then he Mm -hmm. also was like and here's why this happened and here's why this happened so it was a good place to start and then i went past the article and we'll get into that too um but so we're going to talk a little bit about debunking and then we'll move into another portion so um So remember how I said there was two events, the second event where the lights went off and the bright flares fell behind the Australian mountain range is what's being referred to in this Air Force training. This makes complete sense. It's a delayed thing. Um, Now, the V-shape is talked about, um, and that is the incident that needs more explanation, And I I didn't Mm -hmm. find a source that said what the military explanation for that was. Um, Because flares don't just light up and stay in the sky for three hours. Right. Unless they're attached to a drone. Which seems dangerous. That does seem dangerous. So I just attach a light. Yeah. So I don't know. Seems odd. Um, however, in my research, I found an arc- article written by Gregory Benford, who was a reporter at the time for the Phoenix Times, and he actually dug into the story and he was a skeptic from the beginning. He was trying to debunk it because he was he had talked to quite a few people and he had, had information that made it completely explanatory. Um, he actually interviewed a man with a Dobsonian telescope. Um, And he had actually tracked the event live the night of March 13th. And this telescope provides a 60 times magnification. So he's seeing the event a lot closer up than anybody else is with their, with the naked eye. Um, And he confirmed that each light had been a plane and that they were moving in formation for training. Um, He said they were small, but that was most likely due to the altitude. So people said like this moved really slow across the sky. And that was part that caused like that was part that caused um, a bit of the um, hesitation of it being something that they're used to seeing. But Mm -hmm. the higher your altitude goes, the more you can see, but it's actually they're moving fast. It just looks like they're moving slow because they're like so high up. So, um, 
So he thinks that maybe it was because they were so high up that it looked small, but that was the only thing I've noticed that was like a little mm-hmm. bit off. Other than mm-hmm. that, he was able to pinpoint very, you know, specific traits of an aircraft from wing lights and tips and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though that this article was written in 2008. So, oh. um, but even with like these proven um, theories and some mm-hmm. evidence, yeah, it is still widely talked about. I watched a YouTube video where the Phoenix um, area had like a morning news story on the 25th anniversary of this happening. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. So it was. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's still. Um, as I said, one of the most prominent and largest mass sightings in history. So I'm going to dive in a little bit more to why Arizona or like Arizona, and it's actually known for its UAP sightings, which is the new term for UFO. Um, so thousands of sightings are reported each year, just in general. And in 2009, 200 were witnessed in Arizona. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, In December 2019, Phoenix was visited again, and many eyewitnesses say by extraterrestrial spacecraft. Um, It was recorded that a string of over 30 lights had been seen on, like, coming over the horizon. Um, And they were spaced out and aligned in the same line for many hours. One of the witnesses said he thought it may have been this Hubble Space Telescope or satellites, but he said after he counted more than two or three, he got more and more like skeptical and like was thinking that maybe it was something different. He counted Mm -hmm. 30 lights six in succession moving over the sky at high altitude in a perfect line like they had were all you know moving equidistant over hours you know you'd see another one come over and another one come over and another one come over. that one gave me chills that one bothered me yeah because that's too many that's too many where are they going (laughs) where what are they doing what are they doing so um Another incident happened in the same year, and a witnesses said that they saw two bright lights hovering over them, and they suddenly disappeared. Another incident in December, a witness was sitting at their kitchen table and saw a saucer with blue lights um, fly over, and they ran outside and saw it cruising low and traveling south towards Phoenix. Two other people reported a similar event the same day. And I have to assume that they were like, I just saw this crazy thing. I just saw this crazy thing, you know, like unrelated Mm -hmm. reports. Yikes. In 2018, there were two airline pilots who were flying at 30,000 feet over Arizona. And during their flight, they looked up and noticed a UAP going completely over the top of them. Um, and they had no idea what it was and report and they actually ended up reporting the incident and it was picked up by local and national news stations. 
Um, the last UFO story I have in this area is actually one of the first that was documented. And this is about Travis Walton, who went missing for five days in November 1975 in the Apache yep. Sitgraves National Forest near Phoenix. Yep. yep. Rescue have teams. You watched, no, have you I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Rescue teams looked for him for five days and he turned up um, and claimed to have been abducted by aliens. This experience was actually adapted for the screen and was released in 1993 in a film called Fire in the Sky. Sky. Yep. Absolutely no. Yeah. It, the first time I watched it, it scared the fucking shit out of me. Absolutely no. Yeah, this story is wild. Absolutely not. <laughs> but that is what I have for you on the Phoenix Lights. That was great. And I find it so, so spooky. Um, ironic or coincidental that this is all really similar area to like the Uinta Basin. Yeah. Well, and so I actually, um, a friend had sent me a video uh, recently with the uh, announcement of the new um, technology that's coming out. The scientists have been working on the um, nuclear fusion. Oh, yeah. And in, I believe it was Washington, D.C., there were three lights that were seen. Like, in a triangle formation, typical. So one guy saw it at the exact same time in another part of the city. Another guy saw the exact same thing. In another part of the country, there was somebody else that saw the exact same thing. Like, I'd have to find the video and show it to you, but it's bananas. It's crazy. Mm -mm. <laughs> it was really yucky. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. No. But I did. And it was yucky. <laughs> I was honestly, I was feeling so good. I was like, oh, this is complete bullshit. Everybody just got all hyped because so many people saw it and it was exciting yeah. and scary. And, you know, we're in the alien, right. like Hollywood era. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, blah, fine. And then I read like other articles, not the skeptic articles. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, God. Gross. Oh, God. <laughs> why why did i choose to talk about this yeah so anyway so it wasn't too scary but it kind of ends on a spooky it is a little bit spooky it's a little unsettling yeah yeah happy Just birthday thank you i loved it unsettling love a good love a good unsettling story yeah you know i know take my headphones off real quick because I got to take my sweater off because it's 500 degrees in here. Okay. Wow. It feels so much better. Wow. <laughs> it's really warm. It's really toasty in here. Our furnace in our apartment is pretty little. It just... And our furnace is... Kicks it. Fairly new. And it can just have like a job. sauna. 
Oh, yeah. Our bathroom is a sauna. Holy smokes. Sounds lovely. Uh, it's okay. Do you like your house cool? Like, what's um, your perfect I, temperature? Uh, probably 71. Okay. When I'm asleep, it has to be colder. So I usually 69. have it at like 69, 68, 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 69. Always. You gotta sleep at 69. <laughs> gotta sleep at 69. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> yep, that's us. Uh, yep, that's us. That checks. I like such cute. You ready? And it's not you showing do. up. You do! It's so cute. I was going to tell you earlier, but then I was so excited to see you that I forgot. Oh, then I was crying. <laughs> the, yeah. Then I was crying, and it was a whole. Then we were crying, and then we were crying, and everyone was crying. It was a whole thing. I'm ready. Whoa! All right. I don't know how to make that go away. Okay. So, a few months ago, I found a book. <laughs> a book by a guy named What? I know. Absolutely Shocked. not. I. You? Who am I even? I know. Um, it's a, by a guy named Doug Niles, and in the introduction of this book, the foreword is called an, an image for nightmares and dreams, and he states, dragons have existed in one form or another in almost every major culture in the world. Yes. <laughs> They're real. They are real. <laughs> dragons are beautiful, magnificent, magical creatures. They are also the most intelligent, the most powerful, and the most dangerous. Humans are such puny creatures compared to dragons, yet we dare to be drawn to dragons. Whether they are evil, greedy monsters who hide in caves and guard their treasure, uh, or whether they are friendly beings who allow us to ride on their backs. So we're going to talk about dragons from all over the world because we haven't done a dragon episode i can't believe we've never done a dragon episode yeah, i'm so excited <laughs> i know that's how so, i felt about unicorns i was like i think we yeah i think we finally need to cover the basics yeah and this book is honestly it's great it's got so much i have we can do i could do another episode i could do another couple episodes so amazing there's a ton of good stories in here so dragons part one dragons part one love it um so what do dragons look like uh they can have wings or not um although most dragons can fly whether they have wings or not mm -hmm. um they might be scaly serpents or have feathers or have leathery skin um some dragons have been depicted with human parts most notably heads and torsos ew <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I know. While others have paws, tails, beaks, or talons of birds, um, some of them resemble lions, tigers, or even monkeys. Mm -hmm. um, dragons are beings of immense power, often incredibly old, and they're usually viewed more often as mortals but, uh, or as gods than mortals or animals. Yeah. Okay. Um, so some of the oldest dragon myths are great serpents that existed in the time before humans. So essentially gods or those that created the like earth and humans. Right. So many of the myths originating from Babylon, Sumeria, Egypt, India, and other places offer stories of dragons as founding gods of the world. 
Um, so in many of the Mesoamerica myths, Quetzalcoatl, Quetzalcoatl, or the feathered serpent, um, journeys to the underworld to bring back items to create life. Mm. So um, dragons have also been seen as the enemy of humankind in many myths and cultures around the world. So the dragons of Greek myths, such as the Hydra, that guards a magical spring or the golden serpent that guards the fleece sought after by Jason. Um, the heroes in each story has to fight this dragon mm-hmm. and it usually requires some sort of help from other gods or magic or um, like in the case of Heracles, he was half God himself. Right. So in Japan, the eight headed dragon or- Orichi is a classic example of a dragon that is a menace to mankind. Um, in ancient Egypt, um, a pep, I think is how the name is pronounced, is known as the enemy of Ra, who's the sun god. Um, a pep is greedy and covetous. Some claim that a pep was as long as the height of eight men all like lined up and that his head was made out of flint, but sometimes he's described as being miles long. What? Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> no. What's scarier? <laughs> Lights in the sky or miles long dragon? Uh, like, what would scare you more to see in real life? In real life? In real life. You just walked out know. your door both, right both now. Both would be terrifying. Honestly, both would be. I don't know how I would react to either. I feel like I could lights. I I could handle better. I could be like, oh, it's something. It's explainable. In another, like, there's another form or something it could be, but a miles long drag. <gasps> Jesus Christ. You okay? Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, so in ancient Egypt, Apep is known as the enemy of Ra, who's the sun god. Apep is greedy and covetous. Some claim that Apep was as long as the height of eight men and that his head is made out of flint, but sometimes he's described as miles long. Um, he lives in the underworld and he battles the sun every day, leading to nightfall and the hours of darkness. That's why it would get, that's why it would turn into night. Um, his roar right. is viewed as the cause of earthquakes and thunderstorms. Ooh. Yeah. Um, in Greek, <laughs> stunning. <laughs> in Greek mythology, dragons are typically portrayed as um, opponents to heroic humans, or I don't know what I was trying to write. Gods. <laughs> I don't know why that word is. <laughs> Uh, one of Gaia's children is a huge serpent known as Dracon, Draco, Pytho, or Python. Um, mm. So, like I said, we also have the story of the Hydra, whose story includes the hero Heracles, who was assigned 12 labors because he did something awful. And one of the tasks he was commanded with was to slay the Hydra. Um, so the Hydra was the offspring of Echidna and Typhon and lived in the marshes of Lerne- Linnea. Near the city of Argos. Um, He guarded a cave. Is the Hydra a guy? Girl guy? Male, female? I don't know. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. Many a personality. (laughs) 
<laughs> this dragon guarded the cave that led to a portal to the underworld, and it would come out at night and eat cattle and humans that were out past their bedtime. Ooh. Yeah. So the Hydra was thought to be so deadly that his footsteps were said to be lethal. His footsteps. Yuck. Yeah. And his breath powerful enough to kill anyone who breathed it in. Ugh. Gross. Nasty breath. Yuck. Um, the Hydra's blood was also poisonous, and on top of all of this awful madness, he could survive his heads being cut off and would grow back two heads to replace the one cut off. Yep. Yeah. I recall. So, mm, the head in the center that was guarded by all the other heads is the only one that was mortal. So, oh. yeah. So, Heracles decides that he's going to go and he's going to attack this Hydra, and so he covers his face with a mask. So smart to, so <laughs> to smart. filter out the air. And he approaches the cave of the Hydra and he fires flaming arrows into the darkness. This infuriates the Hydra and causes it to attack and come out of the cave. So, in some stories, Heracles has a club, and others, he has a farmer's sickle or a sword, and he mm. just starts lopping heads off left and right. But more heads are popping Will you up. Stop with the head slicing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Heracles had brought his nephew Iolus with him, and they regrouped and they come up with this plan. So Iolus mm -hmm. builds a fire, and he raises a torch and he says, "You cut off the heads, and I'll sear the wounds right after." Oh, okay. So they go back together and they're attacking together, and Heracles is slicing, and Iolus is searing, and the heads aren't growing back. And finally, they get to the central head. And Heracles pulls out his golden sword, which was a gift from the goddess of arts and crafts, Athena. And he cut off its head. <laughs> but. <laughs> you said it so officially. The goddess of arts and crafts, Athena. The goddess of arts and crafts, Athena. Athena. <laughs> so he cuts off its head, but this one won't die. And Rude. it's wiggling and biting and spraying poisonous blood all over the damn place. And so Heracles actually picks up the head and yeah. throws it in this deep hole. And then he throws a bunch of rocks on top of it so that it can't do any more damage to anybody. Uh, and then before he leaves, he takes his arrows and he dips them into the poisonous blood, which would prove very useful and a big part of other stories that we know. Yeah. yeah. Or do we? Or do we? Some of them. Some poor, of them. poor... What's his face was left. Poor what's his face. I don't remember. From the last story that we talked about with Troy. Oh he yeah. Got left. Yeah. Priam. Mm. That one? No. What's the Philoctetes? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah was yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Chinese dragons are often referred to by the word lung, and they are typically described as sharing these nine features. They have a head of a camel, a scaly body like a carp, horns upon its head like a stag, eyes like a rabbit, ears like a bull, the neck of a snake. I didn't know that snakes had necks, but... Aren't snakes all neck? I, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the belly of a clam, the paws of a tiger, and the claws of an eagle. The belly of a clam? I know. Some of it didn't. So I, does it have like a clamshell? <laughs> it's all neck. A clamshell belly? Or. Probably. Maybe. It just looks like a big vagina. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's Friday. It is Friday. <laughs> so, oh, um, boy. Many stories claim that dragons have valuable pearls with them, and they're often, like, tucked under their chin. Mm. So the pearls would be, could be bestowed as gifts or stolen as treasure. So mm. I have a story. Might be, where are we at? How long? Okay. Um, okay, so a kindly man named Hai Li Bo was walking along the shore of a stream near his village one day when he heard a great squawking in the reeds. Pushing his way into the marsh, he saw that the source of the noise was a large white goose. Wings flapping and beak snapping, the goose was striking at a small snake that was coiled against a rock on the shore. The man felt sympathy for the helpless snake, so he used his walking staff to drive the goose away. When the angry bird was gone, the, sn- the snake uncoiled, and to his astonishment, rose up to stand before him as a beautiful young woman. She said that she was the daughter of the Dragon King, and that the man who had saved her life deserved a great reward. She took from her pouch a small shining pearl and handed it to the man. Hold this stone and you will understand the speech of the animals, said the girl. You may use this knowledge as you wish, but you cannot tell other humans what the animals are saying or you will be turned to stone. He cherished his gift and for many years enjoyed listening to the words of the birds and the goats and the dogs that lived in and around his village. He minded his tongue for all those years, however, remembering the warning that accompanied his magical pearl. One day, however, he heard the birds chattering in great excitement and fear about a terrible flood that that was even then rushing down the river valley. The birds took flight, warning each other that the whole land, including the village, would be washed away by the terrible waters. He was a kindly man to keep this he was too kindly a man to keep this news to himself. Instead, he rushed around the village, warning his neighbors of the coming flood. They all ran to the hills, taking their children and their elderly with them as they sought shelter on high ground. From the shelters, they looked back to see the flood rushing through the village. In the middle of the foaming waters and soon covered under the rushing tide stood a stone statue. All that was left of High Lebo. Oh. Yeah. That's Penis like out. he knew what he was doing. <laughs> You know, he's he trying, saved to, he's trying to help people, you know. Um, so but then maybe it was like we... against the God's will, you know, like maybe it was intended. Maybe. And he like, don't know. you know, that's why he wasn't supposed to or the Dragon King. I don't know who controls the weather. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all really associated. A lot of them are associated with like wind or weather or lightning or thunder or, you know, the elements. Yeah. So maybe it's possible. I don't Crazy. know. I don't know either. So if we travel to Europe now, um, we have the myths of the Scandinavian people, Jormungandr, who mm-hmm. we know is the son of Loki and Angerboda. Um, we have the dragon Fafnir, who guarded his treasure jealously. Um, then in the Americas, we have Piazza. Um, the accounts of this creature described as a dragon with the face of a man and a tail that was twice the length of a man's body. Uh, this story comes from the Algonquin tribe of the central United States. There was a detailed image of the piazza and a large shelf of limestone that was destroyed in the 1970s by the Mississippi Lime Company when they quarried the stone, but it was described as this. I know it's awful. I hate yeah. us sometimes. I, I know. I agree. Um, two painted monsters, large as a calf, 
They have horns on their heads like those of a deer, a horrible look, red eyes, a beard like a tiger's, a face somewhat like a man's, a body covered with scales and a long and so long a tail that it winds all the way around the body, passing above the head and going back between the legs, ending in a fish's tail. Green, red, and black are the three colors comp composing this picture. Moreover, these two monster monsters are so well-painted that we cannot believe that any savage is their author. Wow, that is terrible. For good painters in France would find it difficult to reach that place conveniently to, pay to paint them. But it, it has a tail that goes all the way up and comes back around its body, but it has wings and a face like a man. It's... Yeah, it's really interesting, but it's been destroyed. What dicks? I know. What dicks? That's awful. Also, uh, who the fuck wrote that? I don't have any idea. It was from the it was from the 1870s, I'm pretty sure. Bad because text. yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh people. destroyed in the 1870s because the Mississippi Lime Company quarried away the stone. Oh Rude. yeah, it was written by a priest. Uh, which makes sense. Of course. Yep. Um, so in more recent years, we have dragons like Smog, Smaug, Smaug the Magnificent, or Smaug the Golden, who was centuries old when he flew from the middle from the north of Middle Earth seeking the legendary treasure hoard collected by the dwarves of Erebor, the Lonely Mountain. You could probably tell this story. No. <laughs> <laughs> For years, the dwarves had ex excavated metals and brilliant gemstones. They created a great kingdom and were so prosperous that humans came to live outside of the mountain, establishing the thriving city of Dale. Thror was king under the mountain. He was a great ruler and very rich, but wicked and powerful dragons were drawn to such wealth, including the most wicked and powerful of all, Smaug. He flew down from the northern wilderness to attack, landing first on the mountains and settling, setting its forest aflame with his breath. The, dwarf, the dwarven army charged out of the mountain gate to do battle, but were charred and smashed by the dragon's wrath. Mm. From the stream near the river, Smaug emerged to attack the city of Dale, killing most of the warriors on the first clash of battle. Then the dragon tore through the front gate of the dwarven kingdom, wrecking the great halls and killed any who dared remain. The king's grandson, Thorin, was outside during the attack and could only watch in horror while his home was destroyed. For 150 years, Smaug dwelt under the mountain, gathering all of his treasures into a giant pile that he would sleep in, and many of the gems became embedded in his belly, adding to his protective scales. Smaug probably would have remained there forever if it was not for the courage of a small band of unlikely adventurers. The, leaders of the, the leader of these was a wizard, Gandalf the Grey who feared that Smaug would become an agent of the darkness that was arising in Middle-earth. He was aided by 13 dwarves, including Thorin, the grandson of the king under the mountain, and the last member of the party was a young hobbit named Bilbo Baggins. And it was he alone who spotted a weakness in the dragon, on an area of his breast that was unprotected by the gemstone armor. Smaug was furious that anyone would come to his lair, and he attacked the adventurers and warriors of nearby Lake Town, but one of the warriors was a human archer named Bard of great skill, and when he learned of the dragon's weakness, he fired a black arrow which pierced the dragon's underbelly and went into his heart, killing him and finally freeing the land from the dragon's terrible reign. Boom. <laughs> That's so good. So that, that 
is a little bit about dragons. Part one. A lot bit about dragons. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton. There's so many. I didn't know that they would have human features. I always assumed that they look like dragons. Oh yeah, I don't I don't love that. But mm-hmm. like Unicorn, I love that every culture has a version. So it makes yeah. me think that something used to be yeah. there. Every major civilization has some type of dragon Flying. that either helped create the world or mm-hmm. they had to battle or, yeah. Yep. But anyway, there you go. Dragons. Amazing. That was so good. That was like, I liked that episode. It was a good episode. <laughs> it's a good episode. <laughs> Aliens and dragons. <laughs> Unidentified flying objects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. I mean, both are I know. Accurate. That's what this episode's called. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you guys, again, we really appreciate your understanding for our winter break. It's much needed. We want to provide amazing content for you. And uh empty and drained Haley and Corinne are not going to be able to do that. So we appreciate your understanding for this break. While we're on our break, we will still be on social media. So check us out, follow us, reach out, send us a DM, tell us your favorite episode. Let us know about our mistakes. We want to hear from you. Say hi, or tell us how upset you are that we're taking a three week break. Oh, yeah. You can send us an upset email at uh, more than podcast at gmail.com. You sure can. <laughs> we might delete it, but you can send it. We'll probably read it and then delete yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you podcast, we also podcast. Um, if you have a minute and you can just leave a review. Um, if you don't follow us, make sure that you do so that you know about our new episodes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you have a minute and can leave us a worded review, that'd be great. It just gives the pod a little bump. And remember, if you love us, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell everyone you know. Tell everyone you know. Until next time, stay curious. Bye. Bye.